Well, hello, and I want to welcome you to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Horton. I'm here to bring you a short message that's designed to help you become all that God created you to be and to live your life to the fullest. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get into today's message. Well, it's exciting to walk with God every day. Glad to have you with us at our Victory Church weekly podcasts. And uh, hey, I encourage you to uh, uh, not only listen, but invite a friend to join you. And uh, if you have questions and comments as I share on various subjects in these podcasts, uh, feel free to, again, email me at pastor at victorychurchraleigh.com. I have been weeks and weeks here on the subject of divine healing. And I'm continuing that today because I've said dozens of times, there will never be a time in your life that you don't need uh, faith for healing, either for yourself or for someone else. So it's always, we always want to keep our faith built up on the subject of healing. And so I've been talking about planting the seeds of health, health and healing, and I've been emphasizing the importance of planting the seeds of the Word in you, the Word of God, if you want to reap a harvest of healing. No farmer would be unsensible enough just to simply look at a field and hope that crop will come up. No, he's got to plant the seed, right? So if we expect to, receive, to reap a life of health and healing and wholeness, and you know what? We've got to plant the seeds of health. Just works that way. So go to the Word on the subject of healing. Build up your faith before you pray for healing. That's really, really important. So if you haven't listened to what came before, I encourage you to um, uh, go back and listen. There's, there's many of the podcasts here. I've got still a good long ways to go. But my heart is I want to build your faith up in the healing power of God uh, in this series on the podcasts here. Uh, I've, I'm in the middle of covering, right at the end of covering Proverbs 4, 20 through 23. There you find three things necessary to receive healing. And so it says there, my son, give attention to my words, incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart for they, my words, are life to those who find them, and health or medicine to all their flesh. And then verse 23 of Proverbs 4, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. So three things that we note in that verse that are necessary to receive healing and to maintain physical health from a spiritual perspective. Number one, an attentive ear. Give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my saying. So you got to listen to the word, pay attention to the word. Secondly, a steadfast looking. Do not let them depart from your eyes. So again, we got to be willing to take our eyes off of the symptoms and take our ears off of what other people's opinions about what our symptoms are and put our attention on the word. And so again, we gave the illustration. You remember if you've, you listened to the last podcast, Numbers 21, where the Israelites disobeyed God, poisonous snakes came, were biting them. Moses uh, uh, was directed by God to put the emblem of a, of a poisonous snake on the top of a pole, a, a brass snake. And when they looked, he said, everyone that looks will live. That made them look away from the circumstance, away from what was bothering them 
to God's antidote for the poisonous snake bites, which was looking at the bowl, which was a type and shadow of Jesus. So we got a steadfast look at the word, not just our symptoms and feelings. Then, then thirdly, it says, keep them in the midst of your heart. The third thing necessary to receive and maintain health by faith is a full heart. You got it. The seed of the word is needed to maintain physical health. Jesus said in John 6, 63, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. There's something in the word of God that ministers life to us. And the Holy Spirit hovers over the word of God. So if I want to reap a harvest of health and healing, I've got to plant the seeds of God's word uh, in my life. So this is a very interesting subject. You'll find that Jesus' method was first teaching, then preaching, and then healing. He didn't go heal and then teach and preach. No, there was a rhyme and reason to it. First thing he did was taught. Then he preached. Somebody said you ought to be able to teach what you preach and preach what you teach. So he did both. He taught the word, which explains preaching expounds with enthusiasm many times. So first teaching, preaching, and then he ministered healing. So again, Jesus taught the people so they'd have faith to be healed. Um, F.F. Bosworth has an excellent classic book written in the 1950s entitled Christ the Healer. And it says this, neither the spiritual or physical phase of the gospel is to be applied by prayer alone. Now listen, that goes opposite of what most people think. I know the Bible says in James 5, 14, is any sick among you, let them call for the elders of the church and let them pray for them, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord and the prayer of faith will save or heal the sick and the Lord will raise them up. But you know, I find if you do a little bit of preparation before you pray, you get a whole lot further in your praying. So I lead a lot of prayer meetings here at our church and in our prayer meetings, I frequently and most often will just read some selected scripture passages before we pray because it gets our spirit nature on the rise and on the ascendancy because God's word affects our human spirit, affects our spiritual life. So again, I get in the word. Same thing, if I'm going to believe God for healing, first thing I want to do is plant the seed of healing. Jesus, as he went from city to city ministering the word uh, along with his disciples there, uh, that was his pattern. He taught, he preached, then he ministered uh, healing. So you'll find that, and so and so, and so neither the what what Christ the healer F. F. Bosworth said is so good. Neither the spiritual or physical phase of the gospel is to be applied by prayer alone. This is interesting to note that teaching is referred to 168 times in the New Testament. Teaching is an important part of the ministry of the Lord Jesus, and one of the. Uh, a ministry offices in the body of Christ is that of teacher, according to Ephesians chapter four, verse eleven, where Paul said, "And he has set some in the church, uh, and and he has set apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers." So, a teaching the teaching gift is so important in the body of Christ. Again, mentioned a hundred and sixty-eight times in the New Testament. That ought to tell us something. God wants us to plant His Word in our hearts. If I want to maintain health and healing by faith, 
What is necessary is that I keep planting seeds of health and healing by reading the word about faith and healing. So I just got to keep it going. So, you know, for me, I've always read the word specifically about healing. I've read books about healing and I've listened to teaching about healing over and over and over and over again. So I've been in Jesus. Next month will be my 47th year anniversary of being with Jesus. And, you know, I really, I guess I cut my spiritual teeth, so to speak, on Kenneth Hagin's books. And King Kenneth Hagin was a, a huge proponent of divine healing by faith because in 1934 at age 16, he was healed of a deformed heart and a, and a, a congenital blood disorder and uh, he was paralyzed, and, uh, and doctors had given up hope on him, and God supernaturally healed him when he exercised faith. So Kenneth Hagin became a huge proponent of, of, of divine healing by faith. And then, of course, uh, in the 1940s, late 1940s, uh, people like Oral Roberts got his start, many others got their start, and there was a, a real revival of divine healing in America uh, post-World War II, after World War II, and, uh, and, and it became a, a real prominent thing in many circles in the body of Christ, particularly in America and around the world. So uh, there has been um, uh, healing that has been demonstrated by God uh, in, the, in the 20th century, and here we are into the 21st century. God wants to, he wants to stretch forth his hand to heal again today, and to do that, we've got to get into the Word of God. So again, um, I keep my faith built up in God by, by just reading the word. I listen to, I still listen to Kenneth Hagin's uh, um, uh, audio ministry and video ministry because it just builds me up. I still read books I've had for many decades in my office on divine healing because I want to keep my, I want to keep my faith built up, particularly in the environment that we have today worldwide, which is totally filled with doubt and fear, unbelief. See, if you're not planting the seeds of faith and healing, then you know what? There's just you know a bunch of doubt and unbelief that you can easily ingest, and it can grab a hold of your thought life and pull you down. So that's the reason. Keep it out by keeping your faith built up. You know, uh, Lester Sumrall would say, would say uh, feed your faith and starve your doubts to death. I, I like that. So again, why? Why do we do that? Uh, God will do nothing in the atmosphere of doubt, in the atmosphere of fear. In fact, Jesus, if you go read through the Gospels, which uh, chronicle Jesus' ministry by the Holy Spirit, um, uh, he made people with fear and doubt leave the room when he ministered healing to someone. In fact, often there would be crowds in there, and he would, he would make everybody leave but Peter, James, and John. They were kind of his three inner circle. And, uh, and he would just have everybody leave because, you know, it's hard to minister health and healing when you got a bunch of unbelief in the room. And, you know, my, my experience as a pastor and on the pastoral staff team of churches is when I many times visit hospitals, you know, I'm looking for an inroad into that person's life. And, and oftentimes you go into a hospital room, for instance, and you got so many people that are full of pessimism and doubt. It's very difficult to pray the prayer of faith when you got people thinking that, you know, their loved one's going to die and you're asking God for health and life and spare them. Uh, that's why Jesus moved all of that doubt and fear out of the room. And you know what? If we want today healing from heaven by faith, got to push away the fear, got to push away the doubt. That, that, what that means for us today, uh, 
Cut the social media and the news media out of your life if it's bilging doubt and fear into your mind. Uh -huh. filled our, we got to fill ourselves with the Word of God. You know, I look for every opportunity. I just took a, like a, for instance, I took a 20-mile bike ride last Friday. It was hot and all that outside, and I wanted to keep myself conditioned. So when I do that, I put earbuds in, and you know what? 20 miles. It took me, you know, 20 miles took me just a little over an hour, and um but you know what I did that entire time? I listened to the Word of God. I listened to, to the uh, New Testament uh, that was uh, audio form, and it was just wonderful. I filled myself with the Word. I often listen to uh, themes and, and books that build up my faith when I'm out riding my bike or if I'm taking a walk or if, or if I'm out uh, you know, cutting my lawn or doing whatever duties I need to do at home and such. I'm, I'm in the Word in my truck when I'm driving around. Uh, you know, just uh, doing what life demands. I, I usually have, uh, I'm usually either praying, listening to music, or many times, most of the time, overwhelmingly so, I'm listening to a podcast or listening to the Word of God as I'm going here and there uh, just to fulfill the duties of pastoring our church. So again, look for every avenue to fill yourself with the Word. Fill yourself with the Word of God. So the last thing that we need to do is post our symptoms on social media and get other people's opinions. You know, that's not going to build you up, you know, and uh, there's nothing there that's going to build up your faith. So again, Jesus ministered healing during his ministry. Before he ministered healing, he taught healing. He built, built the people's faith up by teaching and then ministering healing. Listen to this. Notice Jesus' teaching ministry. I just wanted to read a number of these scriptures, and you'll, you, you'll, you'll hear how frequently Jesus taught before he ministered. And so here we go. I'm going through them now. Mark, for instance, Matthew 4.23, Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. See, again, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel, and healing. Well, Matthew 9, 35, then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Look at Mark 6, verses 5 and 6. This is very interesting, New Living Translation. Because of their unbelief, he couldn't do any mighty miracles among them. And this is in his home mountain town of Nazareth, except to place his hand on a few sick folk and heal them. And he was amazed at their unbelief. Then Jesus went from village to village teaching the people. So again, Jesus was hindered by the unbelief of the people. And you know what? We're hindered if there's unbelief in us, if we think we want, we're going to receive healing from Jesus. We got to do, we got to get the word in it. Plant the seed of the word in you. What was Jesus' antidote for the for the um, city he lived in and the villages after village that he went to, what was the antidote for the unbelief? He taught the people and Jesus was amazed at their unbelief. Verse six of Mark six says, then Jesus went from village to village teaching the people. We've got to be willing to deal with unbelief if we're going to receive from the Lord. It's not possible to be walking in fear and unbelief and faith at the same time. Uh, fear and unbelief will cancel the effects of faith. You get it? It just works that way. So, you know, it's just like, uh, it's just like the law of gravity keeps us on the ground 
but if you've got an airliner and it's got huge engines and, 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 and it can cause thrust, and then if you've got flaps on the wings, and you can turn those flaps a certain way and create with the thrust lift, then you know what? You override the effects of gravity. And that's what faith does. Faith overrides the effects of sickness and disease that naturally occur in a fallen world in the human body. But you got to exercise faith. That faith is like the lift and thrust of an airliner. Without that engine being on and without those flaps on the wings creating a certain kind of turbulence underneath and creating a lift uh, in the, on those wings, that, that, that thousands and thousands of ton plane is not going to leave the ground. We're not going to receive healing unless we're, unless we're moving and we're getting the word of God into us and we're planting a seed bed of faith. Think about, think about getting the word as really planting seeds in you. Those seeds are going to sprout. Those seeds are going to germinate. And if you'll just pray and mother over those seeds, you know what I, so to speak, and, and you know, uh, think about them, meditate on them over and over and over. Oh my goodness, you know what's going to happen? You're going to be you're going to be healed of your illness. You're going to be healed of your sickness. Here's here's another scripture here, Luke 5, 12 through 17, New Living Translation. One of the villages, Jesus met a man with an advanced case of leprosy. When this man saw Jesus, he bowed with his face to the ground, begging to be healed. Lord, he said, if you're willing, you can heal me and make me clean. Jesus reached out and touched him. I'm willing, he said. Be healed, and instantly the leprosy disappeared. Then Jesus instructed him not to tell anyone what had happened. He said, go to the priests and let him, them examine him. Take along the offering required in the law of Moses for those who have been healed of leprosy. This will be a public testimony that you are cleansed, that you've been cleansed. Verse 15, but despite Jesus' instructions, the report of his power spread even faster and vast crowds came what? Listen, vast crowds came to hear him preach and be healed of their diseases. And Jesus often um, withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. So Jesus preached and then he healed. Jesus preached and then Jesus ministered life. Verse uh, 17 it goes on to read here in Luke 5, 17. One day while Jesus was te teaching, some Pharisees and teachers of the religious law were sitting by. It seemed that these men showed up from every village in all of Galilee and Judea, as well as from Jerusalem. And it says the Lord's healing power was strong with Jesus. What created the healing power in Jesus' life and Jesus' ministry? It was the teaching of of the word, even the Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting by. And it says the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Luke 6, 17, he came down with them and stood on a level place with a crowd with his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon. Notice who came to hear him and be healed of their diseases. They didn't come just for healing. They had to, first of all, hear the word. Luke 9, verse 11, when the multitude knew it, they followed him, and he received them. And then notice, spoke to them about the kingdom of God first, and healed those who had need of healing. Luke 21, 37, every day Jesus went to the temple to teach 
And each evening he returned to spend the night on the Mount of Olives. The crowds gathered at the temple each morning to hear him. Okay, so, so Jesus constantly, constantly taught. Uh, as I conclude today, let me just encourage you in my own life. I, I meditate the word about healing a lot. In fact, most every day I have scriptures about healing that go through, ruminate through my mind over and over again. It is a huge pattern of mine, and I don't know why I do this. I generally wake up somewhere between 2.45 and 3 o'clock in the morning. I think a lot of people do that. You know what? When I wake up, I, uh, I, to put myself back to sleep, I immediately go to the healing scriptures that I have memorized, and I say them slowly over and over and over to myself. And you know what? Keeps my faith build up. The enemy attacks my physical body. The first thing I do is not reach for a medicine cabinet. I don't go to the Internet to see what the symptom is. I go, first of all, to the Word of God. I begin meditating on the Word. You know, many times I'll go to the scriptures I could quote verbatim, <laughs> just, you know, word for word. And I, and I go back and read them again because in reading them, I build them back up inside my, my spirit nature and in my mind as well. If you'll do that, meditate on the word. You know, meditating on the words like chewing your food. You masticate food, that is, you chew it up over and over and over and over, and it mixes with the saliva glands, the saliva from the saliva glands in your mouth. And, and then it, it, it aids the digestion of your food when you swallow it so that, your, so that your body can receive all of the nutrition that the food that you eat provides without masticating your food, without chewing it up really well, you'll not get the nutrition out of it. My mother used to used to get on me as a boy and say, son, quit eating so fast. Chew your food up because I'd about swallow it whole, or I'd put too much in my mouth, you know, kids are. And so, but, and so uh, again, I thought about that often as I've taken time to meditate. That is, let the word revolve over and over in my mind scriptures about divine healing that I've shared so much during these podcasts. If you'll do that, I tell you, um, health and healing will become more prominent in your life. You know, back uh, 2004, I've shared this many times, but 2004, February 2004, the end of February, I was on an, um, a missions trip to India, and, uh, and my appendix burst between Raleigh and Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, I spent nine days in the hospital because I was really sick. I, I developed a, uh, an infection in my abdomen, which created an elias, which means my intestines just stopped working. Very dangerous. And I had an appendectomy in the hospital, and then it took nine days for me to kick, for, for you know God to use both medications, and I was believing God, uh, to kick the um, sepsis, the poison that was uh, in my abdominal cavity from my appendix bursting. It was just a terrible thing. You know what I did? Let me tell you what I did. I was in a hospital. I don't like being in a hospital. I didn't like it then. I don't like it now. You know what? The middle of the night. I mean, usually you, you fight your biggest battles at night because it's quiet. There's nobody around. You don't have anything going on, and you're alone with your own thoughts. So I was in that room. I was in that hospital room. I'd wake up at night in intense pain and great discomfort, uh, believe in God. And you know what I did? I didn't, I didn't while my time away with worry. No, you know what I did? I got the word of God out and I began to meditate scripture 
every scripture I knew about healing, I was in it every night during the day. I'm meditating on scripture and they had me drugged up. You know, my goodness, it was hard to even think, much less read. But you know, as much as I could, I kept getting the word in me over and over and over and over just to put push the doubt and the fear and the unbelief out of my life uh, so that God's word could do its work in me and so I could receive the healing that Jesus had for me. And so again, you when, when symptoms of sickness come, usually before I pray it personally, uh, I ask and ask God to heal me. I spend time reading the word, reading the word on healing, meditating on the word about healing. I read books on the subject of healing, and then I listen to materials on that subject. So again, you know, you'll find if you'll take time to plant the seed of the word of God in your life, you will reap a harvest of health and healing because the seed of the word will boost your faith. So I encourage you, if you're a part of Victory Church, I preach the word hard. I preach it strong in a non-compromising way. Listen to the word over and over again. Get these podcasts. That's why I'm slowing down and taking time and listen to the word about healing and let yourself be built up in faith. And then you know what? When the enemy attacks, doesn't stand a chance because you've you have planted the seeds of health and healing in your life through the teaching of the word of God meditation in the word you know what if you'll believe God with, with that as the with that as the foundation you can always receive the healing that Jesus has for you Lord I thank you for your word the entrance of your word gives life gives light it gives understanding to the simple. And then you sent your word and healed us and delivered us from those things that would harm us. So thank you again for your word. Thank you for your promises. And Lord, I thank you for instilling in us a reverence and respect for the word of God. And Lord, thank you for putting in us a hunger for your word. And thank you for your word germinating and taking effect in our lives and bringing forth a harvest of health and healing. In Jesus' name. Well, we'll take this subject up the next time. I hope you have a great day. God bless. Thanks for listening to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I hope you're able to get something out of the message today. Before you leave, please make sure uh, that you subscribe or leave a review on whatever platform that you're listening from. Doing this goes a long way in helping us reach a wider audience. Lastly, If you want to reach out with questions, concerns, prayer requests, or comments about today's content, you can email me at pastor at victorychurchraleigh.com. I would love to hear from you. Now go out there and be all that God created you to be today. God bless you.